Around 1900 years, Israel was not a nation. From the first century until 1948, during the time they were not a nation, some in the church came up with replacement theology, that God was fulfilling his promises to Israel through the church. Now, the Bible never clearly teaches that. They take passages that talk about Israel and real Israel, and they come up with the idea of replacement theology, because during the time that they came up with it, Israel was desolate, and it was nowhere around being a nation, and they couldn't possibly think that God could ever make it come to pass, but it did. The scriptures clearly place Israel in the last days. Listen to what it says in Amos 9, 14. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the wasted cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. I will plant them in their land and no longer shall they be pulled from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. Obviously, this cannot be fulfilled yet because they've been pulled from the land. They are gonna be taken back in the land and they will not be taken from it again. So we do know that Israel's clearly taught in the last days. We also see in Joel, when God brings final judgment on all the nations, Israel will be in the land. This is the battle of Armageddon. Listen to what it says, Joel 3, 1 and 2. For behold, in those days at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. That's the Jezreel Valley that we call Armageddon, the mountain of Megiddo. And I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. Now we see that Israel is back in the land and in control of Jerusalem when the battle of Armageddon happens. And that's when everything is wrapped up. So the nation of Israel is clearly taught as being in the world in the last days. We also see in the book of Ezekiel, when God is bringing judgment against a king whose office is called Gog, he talks about Israel being there in the latter days. He says to this leader in Ezekiel 38, 16, you will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am hollowed in you, O Gog, before their eyes. So God clearly tells us that Israel is the centerpiece in the last days. So replacement theology cannot be correct. The passages they use to try to back it up about who is Israel and real Israel and not Israel in the book of Romans and other passages cannot be saying what they say it's saying. Imagine you're teaching the book of Revelation in 1500 and Israel is not a nation and the land is desolate. But you find all these references to Israel in Revelation and other passages about the last days. And so they came up with replacement theology to solve that problem. The problem is it impugns God. For someone to make a promise to one child that you're going to bless them for doing something, and then you say, I'm not gonna fulfill that in you. I'm gonna fulfill that in your brother. He's gonna be blessed. The promise I made you, I'm fulfilling in him. We would say that that father is being unfair. And it would make God unfair to give a promise to Israel and then to fulfill it in the church and never let it be fulfilled to Israel. The person you make the promise to is important. 
Where in any kind of a legal term can you make a promise to one person and fulfill it to another? It has to be fulfilled to the person it's given to because to not do so would be wrong. It would be immoral. And since God can do no wrong, then God cannot make a promise to Israel that he doesn't fulfill. He has to fulfill it to them. In fact, the Bible tells us that replacement theology cannot be true in Romans 11, 25 and 26. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So yes, blindness in part has happened to them, in part because people are still getting saved. But the fullness of the Gentiles will come in and God will once again turn towards Israel. In fact, the tribulation period is called in Jeremiah 37, the great day of the Lord, the day of Jacob's trouble. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Even Jesus predicted that the Jews were going to return to Jerusalem, Luke 21, 24. He says, and they will fall by the edge of the sword, that happened in 70 AD, and be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Israel is in control of Jerusalem today. Jesus said it was going to happen. The days are fulfilled. We are just waiting for the fullness of the Gentiles now. God said that he would never forget Israel. Isaiah 49, 15 and 16. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will never forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. God made a promise that he would never forget them. And they say that he has set them aside and redirected the promises. But God says, I've inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Now, Israel has become a nation again. Dismantled by the Romans in the first century, the people of Israel were scattered among the nations. And the scripture said this would happen. Not only did Jesus say that it would happen, but Ezekiel 36, 18 and 19 said it. Therefore, I poured out my fury on them for the blood that they had shed in the land and the idols which they had defiled it. So I scattered them among the nations and they were dispersed throughout all countries. I judged them according to their ways and their deeds. Not only did the Bible tell us that God would scatter them, but that the land would become desolate. This is Zechariah 7:14. But I will scatter them with a whirlwind among all the nations which they had not known. Thus the land became desolate after them, so that no one passed through or returned, for they made the pleasant land desolate. Now these two promises that God gave Israel, he was gonna remove them from the land and he was gonna make the land desolate, became true. And the land became exactly what God said it was going to become. There's a famous quote by Mark Twain in 1867 when he made a trip to Israel. He said, desolate countries whose soil is rich enough, but is given over wholly to weeds and a silent mournful expanse. A desolation is here that not even imagination can grace with the pomp of life and action. We never saw a human being on the whole route. There was hardly a tree or a scrub anywhere, even the olive tree and the cactus, those fast friends of worthless soil have almost deserted the country. Mark Twain, 1867. It had come true just as God said it would. 
But the Bible also says the land would be restored. Listen to Ezekiel 36, 6 through 9. Therefore prophesy concerning the land of Israel and say to the mountains and the hills and the rivers and the valleys. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and my fury because you have borne the shame of the nations. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I have raised my hand in an oath that surely the nations that are all around you shall bear their own shame. But you, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield forth your fruit to my people Israel, for they are about to come. For indeed, I am for you. I will turn to you and you shall be tilled and sown. So God's promising the land of Israel that had become desolate, that they would become fruitful again and the people of Israel were about to come. And then the Bible promised that the people would return. Isaiah 43, five and six, fear not for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather them from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. And indeed, in the late 1800s, they began to return to Israel and God restored the land and restored the people to the land so that today there are some 8 million Jews in Israel. Now in 1948, Israel became a nation again. Imagine first being destroyed by the Romans and then the people taken captivity all around the world and then the land becoming desolate and then the land being restored and the people coming back to the land and then becoming a nation again, coming full circle and every step of the way the Bible talked about it. Isaiah 11, 11 and 12 talks about the rebirth of the nation Israel. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again a second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, from Pathras and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Harmoth and the islands of the sea. He will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcast of Israel and will gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. And in Isaiah 66, 8, it says, who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in a day or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Finally, the Bible tells us that Israel would take control of Jerusalem once again. These were the words of Jesus we read before in Luke 21, 24, and they will fall by the edge of the sword and will be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. In 1967, Israel gained control of Jerusalem once again. There were those who were easily predicting it from the passages that were in the Bible. Listen to Zechariah 12, two and three. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all the people. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. And now after looking at how it brings it full circle, we see why Israel is intertwined with prophecy because Israel was never cast away, because God planned on restoring them all along, and they are the sign to us that prophecy is true. Because during our lifetime, we have seen God restoring the nation of Israel, and the final restoration will be the restoration of them to himself. Remember it says in Romans 11, and then all of Israel will be saved. Zechariah 12:10 tells us, and they will mourn for him as one who mourns for an only son when they look on him whom they pierced, and God will pour out a spirit of mercy and grace upon them. They will be saved during the tribulation period because they come to their true and real Messiah. Now, three things in closing. 
Number one, God will keep his word. Even if the surroundings don't look like he will, don't make up something to try to make it fit what you see, but trust in God's word, it will come to pass. Who would have thought that God could take a desolate nation that no one wanted and make it glorious again and bring the people back into it and even give them control over Jerusalem? The language was even reborn. Number two, God will be faithful to his promises. Not only that the promises will come to pass, but the one that he makes the promise to is the one that it will be fulfilled to. Number three, Israel tells us of God's faithfulness and that we are in the last days. It is in the latter days that he's going to make all of these things take place. Now, we don't know when the Lord's going to return, but it could be soon. We look around us and we see that the world is lined up like the Bible says the last days will be. And if God has kept his promises to Israel, then God will keep his promises to us that those who keep his word to persevere will be kept from the hour of testing that will come upon the whole world. Revelation 3.10.